Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Just having listened to a wonderful program, Run to Win by Daryl Woods. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Political insight that you need to be able to know how to vote uh, and to know the type of Christian value system you need to have as you do vote. All right. So thank God for him. Right now. It's time for Bible Talk. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Amy Moss, where you can call with any question you have about the Bible. I will do my level best to give you a biblical answer. And you can call also to deal with my challenges. And today I'm going to be giving all Christian living challenges. That's right. Challenges that come right from the world of Christian living, applying the Word of God to your life. If you think you're ready for something like that, then start dialing right now at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let me start with my number one question. Here's the first question that I need a caller to call in and give me the answer to, okay? Is church attendance? Once again, is church attendance mandatory? Is church attendance mandatory? What does the Bible have to say about church attendance? Is it mandatory, yes or no? What do you think? Give us a call right now at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss, uh, any caller is welcome on this program. You can call to deal with my challenge, or you can call with a question of your very own. However, my challenge that is on the table now is church attendance mandatory. But, all right? Uh, is it mandatory for you to attend a Christian gathering? All right? Is this something you can just do when you want to? Or does the Bible say that it is mandatory? Church attendance is mandatory. Is that biblical or is it not? That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If 
to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, and I hope that we get a caller to hurry up and deal with this question, because I've got others that are a little more intriguing, let us say, following this one. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk. That is the name of the program. You are welcome to listen, and you are welcome to call. Do not think that if you ask a question and it doesn't deal with my subject that I don't like it, I love it. As long as we're talking about the Bible, I am doing my job. The name of the program is Bible Talk. Give us a call at earlier code, 866-423-9578. The first question on the table, is church attendance mandatory? Is church attendance mandatory? Should you feel guilty? When you miss attending church, is church attendance mandatory? What do you think? Number call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. While I'm waiting for you to call, because I can do nothing without your phone call, I can't move on. So if you even want to know the answer to this question, you got to call. I need to hear from you. While I'm waiting for your calls, let me tell you about something you may be missing. Sunday at 11 o'clock, that's right, the Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministry Sunday 11 o'clock service is still going on, my friends. That's right. However, you have to get it by going to strictlybiblical.org. That's strictlybiblical.org, our 11 a.m. service. And after you go to that, you click on the website, and you can pick up that 11 o'clock service every Sunday at 11. And guess what? I am preaching the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, which many will not touch. Well, we're into it, and we encourage you to come. And uh, this particular message, the next message is this, uh, the church that won't let Jesus in. That's right, the church. This is the title of my sermon from the book of Revelation this coming Sunday, the church that won't let Jesus in. The church that won't let Jesus in. We're going to be talking about that church, and you'd be surprised to find out that I think that the philosophy of that church that's in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, is still with us today. We'll be talking about it. 11 o'clock service, Sunday service, Strictly Biblical. Log on to strictlybiblical.org, okay, because we're not meeting right now. That's soon to come, but not yet. So right now, you catch us on the web, okay, strictlybiblical.org, about uh, 10, uh, about 11.45, and you'll see the car kicks as it comes up for the time of our service. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, and I'm talking to you, yes, you, anybody who's listening to this program who's not a chicken and can call with what they think about this issue, okay? And the issue is, is church attendance mandatory? Is church attendance mandatory? Okay? Is it that we just go to the church at our leisure, or are we commanded, uh, and especially somewhere in the Bible, are we commanded to go and attend church services? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. This is the first question out the box. Of course, you can ask any question you want about the Word of God 
All you've got to do is call. And that number, once again, is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to deal with my question or any question that you have, as long as it's about theology, about Christian living, you can call. Okay? That number, area code 866-423-9578. So give us a call. If, I, uh, if this is on your mind, if you think you have an answer to my question about church attendance, give us a call. If you have a question of your very own, give us a call. It doesn't have to be my question. It can be yours. Uh, whatever you talk, whatever you call about, as long as it's based on the Bible, theology, apologetics, Christian living, it is welcome here. All you've got to do is call. That's area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. On the air, Bible Talk with Pastor in the All right. So that's the first question. Is church attendance mandatory? That one, a given. You can always call with that one. The second question that I have for you is this. Here's another question. Maybe some of you like this one better. What are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? What are the steps that should be taken to restore a Christian who has sinned? Once again, what are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? Do you know what those steps should be? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. be on the air, by the talk with Pastor Emily Ma. And when I get to talking about this subject, by the way, number two, what are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? A Christian has sinned. What are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? Do you know what those steps are? And no doubt, my, my answer to this question, I don't know what yours is, because you haven't called in yet. But my answer to this question is guaranteed to make those in seeker-friendly churches upset. It is. But I can't help it. I believe that my approach is the biblical approach, but what is yours? What are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? What do you think are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? Number to call, code 866-423-9578. We're going to be a Bible talk with Pastor Emily Moss. Let's go to our caller. We've got a caller on the line. How are you doing? Yeah, hey, good Jerry, what's on your mind? Well, I'd like to answer the first uh, challenge, the uh, idea that you are required or commanded to go to church. And I would say absolutely not, because uh, a lot of people uh, couldn't get to the church at the time because they were scattered about the place. And uh, I don't remember any requirement written that says you have to go to church. Okay, so you don't know of any place where it's written in the Bible where it says that you have to go to church. That's correct. All right. Do you well, have something? let us look at a passage and just at least see what you think about it, right? Here, over in a passage of Scripture that we find uh, in Hebrews, and in Hebrews chapter 10. Let's see what it says if it throws any light on it. Here, in the uh, 10th chapter, of uh, Hebrews uh, here in the New Testament, what it says uh, is this. Okay? The Bible uh, does seem to indicate something that indicates that uh, us assembling is very important. It says in Hebrews 10 and 24, Hebrews 10, 24, 
And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaches. What does that mean to you? It sounds to me like it's a really good idea for us all to get together, but I still didn't hear anybody say you must do this or suffer the consequences or anything of that nature. Well, I hear you, though. When it says, though, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, what does that mean when the Bible says don't forsake it? Well, that is a good point. Uh, Not forsaken uh, is is a pointed... um, meaning and if you forsake something that means you deny it or walk away from it um right. so, you, so it, it you, seemed to be now let's say that people didn't go every sunday even if they met once a month i can't help by looking at that verse to, uh, to seeing where there's an emphasis placed on verse 24 thank you for your call by the way 10 let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as we see the day of put. Things like that's telling you not to forsake it and to do it. Okay? Now, it doesn't say necessarily every Sunday, but I would imagine, wouldn't you, that it's telling you that it's, it's, it's something that God wants is for his people to assemble together? Well, I'd agree that there should be fellowship, yes. And if that's the same as assembly, then I would agree with you, and therefore I may stand corrected. But one of the things you said that was poignant is you don't have to do it all the time, even if you do it once every six months or just on, uh, you know, when you when you get to it versus constantly or, um, uh, let's say, traditionally. Or repetitively. Well, I would say not out of tradition, but I think in a church, what was happening is a lot of different things. Uh, first of all, fellowship. The other thing, teaching. That's where the teaching ministry is carried out a lot, uh, is within the church. And that is where people strengthened each other. So I imagine they did it often, uh, probably, no doubt, in the early church, we know that they met routinely on Sunday. It was the day that Jesus rose from the dead. But at least what we are acknowledging, both you and I, regardless of the frequency, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. So therefore, the Bible is telling us to meet together in terms of the times we meet or the days we meet. doesn't specify those necessarily, but it sure tells us to not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. So that runs up all the people who just stay away from the church uh, or uh, go when they get ready to go. If you're going to be enriched or built up, and imagine you go, especially if you're going to learn your Bible in a systematic way, and God is putting the church teachers and pastors, then you should be taking advantage of that. Okay? So I, I'm not against you, what you're saying, uh, but, but what you have to admit, and you, and, and you were very cautious, because once you saw the verse, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, that lets me know that you're a person who abides by what the Bible says, and that's good. Well, I have one last comment, and that would be uh, when uh, the seven letters were written in revelations that uh, you have to discern which church you go to then to do your fellowship because some of them, according to scripture itself, don't know what they're talking about. So be careful. 
Well, you know, exactly right. You mean in terms of dealing with the book of Revelation? Yeah, the, and the first uh, John. And the church is just, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, what were you going to say? Uh, well, the letters that John wrote to the churches. Or no, uh-huh. Paul. I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure who wrote it. But uh, the whole idea is that uh, a lot of the churches were um, misguided and didn't know what they were doing. And so they were mm-hmm. warned that if you didn't get your act together, you would mislead people away from the truth. Well, that's exactly right. The seven churches, and then it's interesting, we know uh, that there were more than just seven churches in Asia Minor, which is actually lower Europe. So no doubt seven was chosen because that's a number that God likes to use. Uh, But the message that is there in those seven churches is for the churches of all time. And as you can see, many of them had problems. Some of the problems that we see today, that's exactly what I'm talking about in uh, my Sunday messages, uh, which we live streaming on Sunday. Taking them one at a time and breaking them down. And to be honest with you, what surprises me is that uh, so many of the churches, especially the false churches, are represented right there in the book of Revelation when we talk about seven churches. I thank you for your call. All right, Pastor. Bye now. All right. Thank you for your call. The number to call, area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Right here in America, every day, more than 30 million children rely on school for food, eating breakfast or lunch, oftentimes both, at school. With 97% of schools closed, many for the rest of the school year, many families will be hard-pressed to keep children from going hungry without help. For more than 100 years, Save the Children has been meeting the needs of children and families around the world. And right here at home, every day and in times of crisis. And right now, with your help, we're making sure that children get the nutrition they need until school is back in session. Your gift of $100 can provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 10 out-of-school children in need for one day. Call 888-884-4836, and for just $100, you can fill 10 bellies for one day with Save the Children. Call 888-884-4836. 4836 or give online at faithtalkdetroit.com. 
Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. On In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear wisdom taught from God's Word. This is God's instruction book. It tells me how to live. You cannot live this life with joy and peace and happiness in your life and ignore the instruction book for living. This is it, God's Holy Word. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, teaching biblical truths that transform lives. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 12.30. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be in on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, good to be with you. As we're dealing with a Christian living focus today, looking at how we do church, and we can see from the Bible is that the Bible says, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. Now, it doesn't stipulate what days to do it. Uh, seems like when we look in the New Testament, they met a lot on the first day, which was Sunday, the day that Jesus rose. Also, we have an indication that maybe every day they had fellowship of some kind over in Acts chapter uh, 2, where it says in verse uh, 45, through the practice of the uh, early church, and sold their possessions and goods and crowded them to all men, as every man had need, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now, uh, when we talk about that, the early church used to meet in houses, right? They didn't start building church buildings till later. They used to be meeting homes. Verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And that wasn't talking about just someone's church home. That was talking about added to the, adding to the church, period. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. My second question is this, but you may still want to deal with the first one, and that's okay with me if you have more to add to it. However, the second question, I think, is uh, very provocative today. That second question is this. What are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? What are the steps of restoring a Christian who has sinned? And is it proper to kick somebody out of the church? Number to call? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. Let's go to the phone line and talk to Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, hey good man. Hey, Pastor. So, yeah, so, I mean, the second question kind of follow-ups on the, on the first question. The church is a body of believers. You know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And we see this in the book of Acts where you worship together, we pray together, we read the Bible together. We should long to be with our brothers and sisters. We're adopted into God's family. Now, God loves his children, so he disciplines them. It talks about in the Hebrew how really uh, he disciplines the church first. So 
So if you're a, a, a brother, sister in Christ, and you need uh, to be disciplined or you need to be called out on a sin, you're going to be called before a few witnesses and brought before the elders. And if you do not change the behavior, you will be kicked out of the church, basically handed over to Satan. And through this process, you could be like Peter, where you are restored when you when you are corrected of your sinful behavior and you come back. Uh, or, but if you don't, you're you know you permanently kicked out of the church. Well, I want to say you you did a good job. You did a very good job uh, breaking that down. And I brought this subject up, uh, my friend, because now. We live in a church environment where Christians are basically being told that for you to point out someone's sin to them, it's your sin. In fact, it's been called by some downright ungodly to identify a person uh, who has sinned. And and this is what's happening in these seeker-friendly churches, okay, where there are some of them, by seeker-friendly, but the title lets you know where they're at. We want to make everybody feel good here. Well, the bottom line is you can't always feel good in a church when you're being told about your sins. Now, if you're the kind of person who loves the Word of God and you love correction because you're just going to help you, yes. But many people today take umbrage with it. And I'm here to tell you, the worst thing that can happen in a church is for someone not to point out your sins. So I agree with you. Okay? Um, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, that word fault, by the way, meant sin. Okay? If a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, not just anybody. Uh, Jason, uh, you agree with me. There's certain people that need to get a little training before they try to confront somebody, shouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we could probably find that in every church, but uh, that doesn't mean it can't be done. But it says, you which are spiritual... Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, and then he tells you this. Considering thyself, these thou also be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So it tells you, if you come at someone to correct them, be careful. Don't come with a, this kind of prideful attitude because of the fact that you can be tempted by sin as well. But the, thing, the problem I have today are these seeker-friendly churches who refuse to even call sin, sin, and criticize Christians for doing what the Bible tells them to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they basically say you're judging, you know. I mean, that, that term there is so misused, and Satan has really uh, used that for his benefit, obviously. So when you when you call somebody out for the sin, you say, well, well, who are you, who are you to judge? And the, really the response is, well, this is what God's Word says about it, you know, and this is what God says, and God will judge you, but I'm just pointing out what God's Word says. And, and the difference between a believer and a non-believer, the difference between a Judas and a Peter is um, the non-believer, when they're called on their sin, they might repent, but they're repenting because they look bad. They're repenting because how they look to the others around them, where a, a true believer in Christ is going to be convicted and the Holy Spirit's going to grieve, and they're going to feel that, and they're going to, and they're going to feel that weight of that sin because, you know, God is their Father, and they've sinned against Him. You know, there's two different responses: the world's response and the believer's response. But yes, indeed, the church's job, as a family in Christ, is to call out our brothers and sisters in sin, and that includes us when we're in sin, right? Well, you're right. You're right. Listen, I want to tell you, you could not be saying that better. You really couldn't. But now, and just like you mentioned, and I'm on your side, that now the church is being criticized for 
uh, uh, trying to help someone get over the problem they have with sin, as if we're condemning them. Okay? And uh, uh, in fact, it involves it, it me up. It makes me so angry because Jesus showed us exactly how to do it in the Bible. You don't need to go anywhere else. And I don't need to be chastised by some secret family church that can't even name homosexuality to be homosexuality. If the adulterous woman, and I know you know about this, they were wanting to stone her, John chapter 8, verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none, because he told them, those of you without sin cast the first stone. So just because we're yeah. telling someone else about their sin doesn't mean we're saying we're sin-free. <laughs> we're not saying that, right? Uh, he said, yeah. he said to the woman, he said unto her, woman, no where more. are those thine accusers? Hath no man yeah. condemned thee? And she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. So we're not supposed to condemn, but Jesus didn't leave it there. Seeker friendly churches take it from When they say don't condemn them, they mean don't tell them nothing about their sin in most cases. But Jesus said, said unto, no, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Sin no more. He did yes. tell her she had sinned and she needed to repent from it. But he showed her love. Yeah. So when we are telling people about this sin, we're not condemning it. Okay? We're telling them to acknowledge it, bring it to Jesus, and go and sin no more. But today, these secret friendly churches are destroying that. They're trying to act like for us to identify sin in the church uh, makes us somehow evil people. And, 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 and know, did, did I hear you say... Yeah, and of course, right. that's what he did. You know, he 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 showed grace, uh, and he encouraged, and then he challenged. Like with that that woman there, he he challenged her, said no more, but he showed her grace. And if we truly love somebody, as difficult as it might be, and and I, and I know it's not always easy to call them on their sin, or or for us to be called out on our sin. But if we truly love somebody, we and we're worried about their salvation if they're you know, if they're saved or not, or if they're truly are saved or worried about their walk with the Lord, we're going to love them as a brother and sister in Christ or family to us. And God's going to put it on us as our responsibility to, to talk to them. And it doesn't have to be uh, fire and brimstone. It can be, it can be gentle, but it has to be firm and, and it can be gentle, but it needs to be done. And, uh, and again, I said, if they're a believer in Christ, they will eventually be restored back to the church. Well, well, you're exactly right. It's got to be done. And today, churches are shrinking from it because of this whole seeker-friendly approach. And I mean to tell you, it is amazing how we're moving back on the uh, uh, time-honored and practice things in the Bible. I don't need any seeker-friendly church to help me how to deal with sinners. Jesus already has, all right? He surely has. Amen. You said something, brother, and I, I can't let you go without having you verify this. Did you say that a person could also... It's possible for a person to get kicked out of a church, and that that's something that can happen at times. Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, yeah you know, it's very possible, yeah, for someone to be kicked out of the church, you know, and uh, basically handed over to Satan. And uh, well, you're talking you know, about, Satan, wait, wait, wait a minute, brother, wait, wait now. You know, this is Pastor Marsh you're talking to now. You're talking all this yeah. big stuff. You've got to give me a book and a chapter. The book and a chapter. Yeah, I'm thinking, man. I think I don't have it right in front of me. I, I think. It might be Hebrews, uh, and it talks about handing over, you know, handing over to Satan. Uh, but, but you know, and some people could look at that as you're just handing over unbelievers. to Satan. I don't think it's Satan, Hebrews, though. I don't think it's Hebrews. What? Yeah. You're, kind yeah. Of in the right, you're on the right playing field now, but it's not Hebrews. Yeah. 
Uh, but you're right. I uh, mean, now, now, everything you've said now is good. I can't take away from that. But because see, what happens is I want people to know, and you want them to know the same thing, because I can tell you're yeah, a Bible reader yeah. and a Bible student. I want them to know that what we say comes from the Bible. That's why I don't get many people to talk to me, because I can tell you where the Bible is telling me to do what I'm doing. And if I'm doing yeah. something that the Bible isn't saying, I want you to tell me. Here, this place in the Bible, there's a place where the Bible clearly says this. Let's see if one of your brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ can help you. Yes. All right. Thank you for calling. Right, Appreciate right. your call. Yeah, man. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Amy Moss. Now, listen, you guys heard it. That brother said that people can be kicked out of the church for sinning, for continuing to sin. Okay? Is that biblical? Because if it's biblical, I don't care what you say it should be done. That's it. If it's not, then I'd rather put my Bible down and stop preaching. If the Bible teaches something that I don't do, I don't need to be preaching the Bible. Does the Bible say that certain folks can get kicked out of the church? Okay? If you know where it is, you can help us. Give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Marcus, I got to just ask you, do you have another call? Great. You got to take a break and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers Eric Metaxas here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. 
Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Our kids are capable of learning more about God and about the Bible than most of us as parents realize. Here's Jennifer Lyle. You know, when Christ says in Scripture that we are to come to him as little children, that's not God lowering his truth. How to effectively engage with our kids around Jesus and the Bible. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 730. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emory Moss, all about the Bible, that's what this radio program is about, Bible Talk, and the name of the church, Strictly, Strictly Biblical, Bible Teaching Ministries. We teach the Word of God. We follow the Word of God, okay? If you don't think we are, you can tell us. What we're interested in doing is what the Bible says to do. And uh, someone said that the Bible says that it's possible to kick someone out of a church if they are continuing in sin. Well, you can say that. You can say anything. But where in the Bible can that be demonstrated? We're going to go to Daryl and see what he's got to say. Daryl, you're on the air. Hello there, Pastor Moss. Well, listen, I would like to go back to the previous point, the, the, um, the, the first question, all right? Yes. And I, um, I saw that you answered the gentleman, and you brought up the scripture about uh, in Hebrews, you know, uh, ten when you said uh, uh, about not forsaking yourself as this, um, you know, uh, assembling yourself together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're assembling uh, yourself I, together. Yeah, you're right. Now, but what I would like the point I, that I had in my mind was this. Okay, um, in that particular passage. It, it lays out a comparison. So I guess the first question has to be, a, you know, answered. It says, not forsaking, us, uh, forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, right, as uh-huh. is the manner of some. So, right. um, or King James straight up says, as the, as the manner of some is. So the first question has to be answered. Well, in comparison, what did the others do? Now, if you if you just hold on I for a second, you. okay, I can no. tell you that. And I'll let you go on. I'll let you go on okay. too. But the others oh. didn't do; they weren't assembling together. That's why he said, "As the matter of some is, some are doing it, well, some are not." Well, see, well, see now, now, so you could actually say, "As that when it says as the manner of some is, okay, right. now the." The question still remains, not forsaking the sum of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So so right. then, what then, or what group, or what particular situation did they lay out as a comparison? Now, just hold on a hot second here. Just hold on a second, okay? When, uh-huh. you, look at, uh, when you look at, for example, in Matthew, okay, now, it's a different subject, but on the same plane. When you look at the subject of, uh, in, in Matthew about praying, 
when, it's, when, it, when it gives out and lays out what a person is supposed to do, it says, and, and praise thou said, thou shalt uh, not be as the hypocrites are, but it then goes on to qualify what they did. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues, you know, in the corners, and, and all this stuff. They actually lay out an example of what it is that you are to avoid. Now, uh-huh. it would be very helpful in light of the question that you asked, was that they laid out, is that the Bible would lay out within there what, by comparison, is laying out a particular point. I disagree with you. Listen, now I'll let you go, because I've got your argument. You need to add no more. Because actually all it's saying is, in fact, I like it because it's not too rigid. It says that they should forsake not the gathering of themselves together understanding that there might be times when they can't be together. There's people sometimes their job gets in the way. They have to meet at church when they can. All he's saying is not to forsake it if you possibly can. He didn't come up with any, uh, in other words, he didn't come up with any other scenario. Meet as often as you can is what he's saying, period. So, the, so, the, so it doesn't matter so, what so, it is. So, of course, if you can't make it, nobody can condemn you if you can't make it. But if you can, basically it says you should be there. It didn't have to break. It didn't have to break down in my understanding. Uh, what you're asking for. So the word. So the word. Then, if we were to, I'm not. I mean, you, you're the. You know, you, you can go deeper than I am as far as the the, the Greek oh, and all no, this. Oh no, I'm just reading. In fact, that I, I like but, it when but, the scripture's but, plain like that. But but, I'm okay, not so let me say this. It's just like when, when my. So, it's just like when my mother said. Okay. It's just like when my grandmother would say, son, come when you can, but come to see me. Don't forsake not seeing because I need to see you. Gotcha. Then that's what now, I was see, doing, not to come. Just come as often as you can. That's, what, that's the same exactly. kind of now, a, you, approach I take to that verse. If you look at the word, if you look, so, so the word, actually in this case, the wild card, the wild card in here would be to qualify what does forsake mean. Because, see, when, when, when the said. word... I don't. I think forsake, I just used my example, and I have to no, use no, the no, same no, one no, again. No, 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 stop. Hold on. Let, let, let me finish my point. Let me you finish my point. You cut me off. Because I disagree with you, okay? And so, therefore, I've laid my bottom line. And it says forsake, just like uh, my, uh, my mother would ask me, uh, son, come see me when you can. Don't forsake coming to see me. If you can come see me, uh, 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 please do. That's all I've got. It's not that I'm doing anything wrong. Might be doing something right, but forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. In other words, meeting with the saints of God okay, together to encourage one another is something that should be given high priority. That's clear. You didn't have to name all the things you shouldn't be doing. Okay? You could be doing something that's good to do, but still it wouldn't be better than meeting with the saints and building them up, okay? depending upon what it is. It's saving a life or working on your job. God has sense. What he's saying uh, Forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. Meet together and encourage each other as often as you can. That's it. Nothing else needs to be said there. I'm sorry. You don't need, in other words, what not to do. The Bible does tell you don't be doing worldly things. But in terms of that, uh, in fact, the beauty of it is that he doesn't make it that rigid. Here's the list of things that you'd, uh-uh. Forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. And, brother, that's really it. No more is taken. I thank you for your call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss, goodness. I don't think that scripture can get any any clearer than it is. Uh, uh, Caller, you're on the air. Gary? Are you on the air? Hello, Pastor Moss. No, how you doing? Can you hear me? 
Yes, can, I sure can you hear me, Pastor Mark? Mark? Uh-huh. I hear oh, you. yeah. My thoughts were about Apostle Paul when he said, I have kept the, I have kept the faith in Second Timothy. And then in First Timothy, he says, some shall depart from the faith. Well, my question about this, when the New Testament was written, it was written in Greek. Was that right? Uh, the New Testament, yes. Then when were all the books put together, including the writings of Paul and the other epistles? When were they all put together? Well, they were put together uh, in the first century, right? In fact, we know that they were being put together at the same time that the apostles were living, because over in Second Peter chapter 3, uh, Paul had written letters, and Peter already called in scriptures, and they were written. So what I'm saying is, um, the, the apostle Paul said that people would depart from the faith, and why they would do that, that would be after the apostles would die, have, have died. Is that right? Well, he was predicting, in fact, he, he was fighting against it then. But definitely was something that he predicted for the future as well. Not the far future. Remember, well, when he the ran Roman into some heresy. You've you got to let me finish. He ran into some heresy Roman... while he was still alive. Oh, okay. I'll listen. When the Roman Catholic Church came, they put it in Latin. And I believe that's when the departing started to increase. Would you agree with that? With the Roman, uh, with the Roman Catholic Church? Yeah, they put. They well, said the only yeah, translation they would the Roman was the church, Latin. When did the Roman Catholic Church come on the scene, Gary? After 128 what days. Did you give for that? What date did you give for the Roman Catholic Church? No, what date did you give? You got to talk dates, Gary. Gary, Gary, you got to talk dates. What date did you give for the beginning of the Roman Catholic Church? Well, we had the Council of Nicaea, so uh, was was the Latin written after the Council of Nicaea? No, that wasn't the Roman Catholic Church. I'm asking you for a date for the Roman Catholic Church. So what you do is, I'll tell you what you do. Find out a date for the Roman Catholic Church's beginning. Then call me back and we can discuss it. Well, I had that date, but what I'm saying... Yeah, call me back with that, that that would be helpful. Because what happened is, as I told you, heresies... We need to realize that there were heresies even back during their time, the times when the uh, 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 Gospels were being written. Uh, Paul had to deal with some heresies even then from some false teachers. Well, the early church had the apostles, and we don't. I beg your pardon? See, yeah, the early they church did, had but the also apostles, they, they but also alive. they had false teaching. Also they had false teachings. There, for instance, over in First Timothy, right? Uh, chapter no. 1, they give you an example. So definitely it wasn't all future, because there were false teachers even then. That's why Paul wrote what he did in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Remember that? Where he told them about going to another uh, Jesus, okay? uh, following another Christ. Mm-hmm. And here in First Timothy uh, 1 and 20, uh, in fact, First Timothy 1, 19 and 20, he writes, holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away concerning things had made shipwreck. There were some teachers mm-hmm. that were shipwrecking people Gary, even then. Then he mentions it, verse 20, of whom is Hymenaeus uh, and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. These were people teaching false doctrines in the church, Gary, that he challenged right mm-hmm. then. So, yes, there were false teachers coming, but there were some during the time and the New Testament is being put together. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. The presidential election might not be until November, but another election season has already started. America's largest corporations are now holding annual shareholder meetings, and we should all be paying attention. One to track closely is on May 27th, when Amazon's investors are going to be asked to vote on whether to end Amazon's practice of outsourcing its charitable screening to the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center. By relying on these biased activists, Amazon has excluded Christian charities from the list of options which customers can support via Amazon's Smile program. As a publicly traded company, Amazon is ultimately subject to its shareholders. If you're invested in Amazon, you're an owner. You should speak out. There's an election on May 27th, and it will determine whether one of the largest corporations in the world can treat Christianity as a hate group. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Tuesday on Truth For Life from Alistair Beck. Our identity as believers is not tied to being married or being single, but it is as being made, first of all, in the image of God, and then being remade by the power of the Holy Spirit in and through the work of Jesus. Hear a message about the purpose of marriage Tuesday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emily Mark. And all I can say, so much theology, so little time. We've got Jacqueline on the line. How are you doing, Jacqueline? I'm well, and yourself? Good. Can Just you hear me? How can I help you today? Yes, I sure can. Okay. We, we have, um, I wanted to comment about the um, Hebrew scripture, but just for your, you, is 1 Corinthians um, 5, um, 5, where you deliver such one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. And that um, came about, you know, with the young man who slept with his father's wife. 
That's right. Girl, you got it. Sis, you hit it right on the nose. Right in the Bible. Now, what may surprise this might not surprise you, sis, but I've talked to some pastors act like this verse doesn't need to be tested. (laughs) I mean, it's right in their Bible. And it tells you that it is legitimate to put people who are in the church practicing sin out of it. Now, you shouldn't pass around an application for everybody to put down all their sins on. But when it becomes public knowledge, that's exactly what the Bible tells you to do. And it's right in the Bible. And you said 1 Corinthians chapter 5, didn't you? Yeah, chapter 5. I do believe it's 5 and 5. I think it is. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, uh, the good thing about it is you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the to say, And the good thing is, it starts out, let me I'll say this. It starts right off in the beginning. It tells you exactly what the, the, the guy was doing. In First Corinthians exactly. 5 and 1, it's reported commonly. But there is fornication among you. So it was commonly that everybody knew about it. They just weren't saying. Okay? It says, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife, and you are, have, you are puffed up and have not rather mourn, and he that has done this deed might be taken away from among you. What he meant? This guy needs to go outside of the church, be put outside of the church until he repents. And in chapter 2, in Corinthians, he did repent. But the discipline is, if they continue to practice sin, they must be put out of the church. And that's exactly what the Corinthians Christ is talking about. Uh, yeah, Jacqueline, what else do you want to talk about? Um, well, I, I just wanted to, um, well, I have a question, and it is about Hebrew, and this has been, a, um, well, my husband passed in August last year. And, you know, we belong to a church. Well, right now I'm not in a church, but I um, I still tie to the church that we went to, you know. And um, But I, I do have a Bible study, well, group that I, until COVID, um, that, you know, I um, fellowship with. And I also, for the most part, I'll watch um, TV um, you know, pastors or whatever, but um, I that I I I was always under the impression that the people were the church, and that if I even if I went to my um, Bible study, my fellowship with my Bible study group, that you know that it's the same thing. I'm fellowshipping with um, common, but with people I have in common, believers, that I don't actually yeah. have to go to a church on Sunday. Well, what happens is I mean a church thing. building. Let me put it like that because I want to, well, well, you know, I kind of I well, want to look at the building as opposed to, I, I mean, as us fellowshipping with each other because we are the church. Well, well, let's look at it clear. Let's look at it. The church building is not the church. The church are the right. people. Okay. So and the church can meet anywhere. In the early church, uh, it took a while before they ever even built a building and called it a church. They used to meet in homes. Right? That's right. what they meant. What happened was the homes became, uh, uh, you know, filling up so much, so they decided to not neglect their homes altogether in some cases, but build bigger buildings to house the people. Okay? So the church, though, is often with the people. So, uh, and, and then you find out that nothing like what's happened now can stop the church. Just because we're not meeting in the same place, my ministry is still going on. Okay? We're still doing our Sunday right. services. I've got Bible studies here I am uh, every day of the week. Uh, reaching and people I on radio. You. I forgot to mention yeah, that. Thank you. I was wondering when it was going to come up. I was about to reach through the phone and slap you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you but, know, but, but, yeah, but, but and, 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 and as I said, I, I try to feed what feeds me. You know, I 
feed the um, your um, boot camp. But but I, I've listened to you for years, but it's just that it's hard to go back. You know, I found it always oh, so hard to just go back into the building. You know, well, what happens uh, without... is though nothing beats nothing beats when we can get together. Let's face it. Uh, right. Definitely, it's good to be back here now. And, you know, like I say, I, I find a fellowship when I listen to the callers. I know Joe. I mean, I don't know him personally, I, I, I got it. but I know Gary. I know Tim, you know, some of your. Yeah. And I even remember Penny when she used to call. You, yeah, you understand yeah. why? You, you I, sure I mean, go back. You just, go back with me a long time. But nothing nothing beats when we can actually get together. And so right, we right. should be able to do both. We should be able to handle and meet through electronic medium, but also uh, what a joy when we can get back together and fellowship with, uh, with each other like we should, okay? So, no, nothing's wrong with this, but at the same time, you know, the best thing is when we can look at each other face-to-face, ask questions, um, uh, be there to, uh, to pray for someone uh, and to hug them and Absolutely. to comfort them, right? So, and I understand that. I was is, just saying I didn't want to, you know, it, it seemed like it, it sounds wrong if you don't go to that building, and no, I, you no, know, like I said, nothing, I, I no it's, the time I went, I no. broke down, and it, and it's hard. Okay. Well, but the building is not the church. We need right. to recognize that. But in terms oh, of breaking down, that. that's why I was saying, church, you know, I, I found other breathing. avenues because actually my Bible yeah. study group meets in a church. You mm-hmm. know, we we meet so what in happens, a church. Though, when you're grieving, when you when you're grieving, and I thank you for calling. When you're grieving. Uh, there's a lot of things that can bring uh, things back to you. But definitely give it to God and so that you can still continue your fellowship with folks. And I appreciate your calling. I'm out of time. It's been a wonderful program. We will continue with this, building with Christian living subjects um, uh, for tomorrow. God bless you until then. Remember that phone number, area code 866-423-9578. God bless you, everyone, and we will see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries.